Praise the Lord, saints. Good morning. Good morning, Radio Land. I pray that all is well with you guys. Let's pray. Father, I thank you and I praise you this morning for each and every person under the sound of my voice. I pray, O God, in Jesus' name, that you're going to touch them from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet. I pray that no weapon formed against them shall prosper, and every tongue that rise up against them shall be brought down in judgment in Jesus' name. I thank you today, O God, for bringing me to this place so that I can connect with your people, O God, my sisters and brothers in Christ Jesus. I give you all the praise that as I decrease, you would increase in me. I ask that you would anoint the ears and open the hearts of each and every person, God. Let them feel let them hear, let them receive, retain, and understand everything that is being said today. In Jesus' name, we give you all the praise and the glory. Amen and amen. And saints, I got a wonderful message for you. This is the week before uh, Resurrection Sunday, and I know there are people that are preparing for uh, uh, Easter Sunday, but I don't deal with Easter. I deal with the Resurrection Sunday. Um the name of my message is called Truth Instead of Tradition. Truth Instead of Tradition. Amen. And I'm going to be reading to you today from the book of Matthew uh, 26, 36 through 41. It's a whole lot more, but I have so much to say, so I won't be reading all. And so reading from the New King James Version. Amen. Hallelujah. So the Bible says in Matthew uh, chapter 20, Matthew 26, 36 through 41, it says, Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, Sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter, the two sons of Zebedee, and Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. And he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said, said to Peter, Watch, what could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And so I'm going to stop right there. I may read some more later on. But today I bring this message because as we observe this week leading into the resurrection, the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, let us concentrate on the truth and not tradition. I know how the story ends. Truly, it is a joy to serve a risen Savior and to celebrate his resurrection. Jesus fulfilled his last prophecy when he came according to Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 9 and if you would go there with me I got to read that before we get into the message it says Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 9 says rejoice greatly O daughter of Zion shout daughter of Jerusalem behold your king is coming to you he is just and having salvation lowly and riding on a donkey a colt and Fall of a donkey. So what happened? That was the, one of the last prophecy that Jesus fulfilled to to identify that uh, his deity or that he was the Messiah. He he fulfilled every prophecy that was spoken of. Amen. And so, but riding in on a donkey, you know, uh, when um, when when uh, God was bringing, giving you his his best gift. 
And, and normally when you search out what they do and how they send all these gifts to these don uh, on a donkey, it, it lets you know that he could have been, he could have rode in on something other than, but he rode in on a donkey and that lets you know that this was the best gift that God had to offer. God, the Bible said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And the reason why I call this message truth instead of tradition, there are those out there that prefer to talk about the Easter bunny and set up all of this nonsense in their church instead of telling the people that this is not about a bunny rabbit. This is not about some Easter eggs. This is about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This week right here, we we New Testament churches should we should be celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Every Sunday when we come together, we celebrate the resurrection. Amen. Uh, 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 and so we should be focusing on Christ's victory over sin, death, and the grave instead of dealing with some Easter eggs and a bunny rabbit. But anyway, let's not go there right now. I want to get into my message. When we look at this, the first disciples did not, did not know this joy until after they had experienced the events and let, that led up to Christ's resurrection. Can you imagine what it would be like to watch Jesus arrest and crucified and the burial, not knowing of the triumph that was just three days away? They really did not understand the scripture. Jesus kept telling them that he was going to die and they really could not relate to that. You know, he kept telling them over and over, but they, they could not understand that it, because the scripture was not open to them. And I believe that today, instead of us preaching garbage to the people, we need to preach truth so that people can identify with the facts of what God's word is saying. I know there are those out there that will tell you that the, the Bible is not real, but guess what? It's real to me. You know why? Because when I mention the name of Jesus, there is some power that comes with that name. When I mention the blood of Jesus, there is power that comes with that. And so I know that it's real. Glory be to God. I wish that more people would find out. But anyway, then again, the disciples didn't cross the gospel of the power of it until after the, that first Sunday. This explains their reaction in the week prior, not knowing the power of the resurrection. They spent the week before jockeying for position in Luke 22 and 24, sleeping when they should have been praying in Matthew 26 and 40, fearful of suffering uh, uh, in Mark 14 and 50, and sorrowing in, in loss. That's according to John chapter 20 and verse 2. So they were so concerned about what they were hearing, but they didn't really understand. And, and so we need to make sure that when we preach, the reason why I don't try to get eloquent and I don't try to bring you the fancy words because I want God's people to understand the word. You see, you cannot use what you don't understand. You know, I want you to be able to put God's word into application. And that's the reason why I preach. I, I try to do like Jesus. Jesus gave us parables, simple parables for us to understand. And so that's why I preach the way that I do. But anyway, so too often the disciples... Watch this. The, react, the reactions before the resurrection is how Christians are, 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 are Christians are today. They live after the resurrection, pridefully seeking positions among other Christians, spiritually, spiritually neglectful, fearful of the world, or hopeless of the future. 
But we should not be hopeless. We have hope in Jesus Christ. We should never be hopeless. Anyone that have actually been saved, that's truly saved, then you should have hope no matter what's going on around you. You should have hope because there's hope in Jesus Christ for those that don't know. There may be someone listening to me that have not given their life to Jesus Christ as yet, but listen to me. There is hope in Jesus Christ. Amen. As I said, when I think about the, 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 the disciples, we in this time can take a page from the disciples' post-resurrection playbook as we prepare for this coming Sunday. What am I talking about? As some people prepare for what they call the Lenten season, the people in Brazil mocked God by displaying someone poses Satan, dragging someone poses Jesus across the streets of Brazil. But the scripture says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. He will not allow himself to be ridiculed, not treated with contempt, nor allow his precepts to be scornfully set aside. According to Galatians 6 and 7, be not deceived. God is not mocked. And there's, there are some of you out there that still don't understand that Christianity is the only true religion. We are not a religion. We have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, I use the word religion because there's so many other. But listen to me. God says he's coming back soon. He's sending his son back soon. And for those of you that don't believe this, you better get your life in order. Listen to what happened after they mocked God. It is reported that a few days after the carnival, massive downpours have caused landslide and flooding in coastal towns of Brazil's richest state, which has so far been hit by more than 23.6 inches of the highest culminative figure ever in the country rescue operation are going on i mean that's how much rain they had in in a day or two listen to me this has never happened in 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 in, in ever before then according to san paulo state government 1730 people have been displaced 1810 people left homeless the amount of rain that is falling in that short period of time is incredible. People's homes are being destroyed. People's business are gone. In the midst of these people, they still want to live their lives in a way that is rebellious against the word of God. Do you understand that Brazil is one of the most heavily witchcraft, black magic, santeria? They are wicked people. Right now, I found out that they're now crying out for God because, see, God is not mocked. You don't play with God like that. And what am I saying? Now, it, now is the time to wake up because the Bible foretold that in the end times, the, the love of many would grow cold. Men would be lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. And that is what is happening right here. What am I saying? Today... Many in our nations are still mocking God in different ways. Even though many leaders in the churches know that the Easter bunny have nothing to do with the resurrection of Jesus. They still promote Easter. They have these large celebrations for the church, which is wrong. They prefer to celebrate tradition instead of truth. How can this sort of thing go on? How can it? How can people not realize what is going on. And I'm talking about leaders in churches now. We're not talking about pew members. We are talking about leaders in churches. 
Like I say, this is ridiculous. How can this go on? We see all the signs of the return of Jesus Christ. How can this continue? Are we not looking for the coming of Jesus? Do we not believe that he's returning soon? All we have to do is look at what's happening in our nation and around the world. Why are God's people so unconcerned with their salvation? Or maybe they're just churchgoers and not saved. And I'm beginning to wonder, they might just be churchgoers, they may not be saved, amen? Because there is no way, there is no way that people should be living in the mentality and the position that they are doing. I found out that there's a whole city that's been wiped out in Mississippi. Do you understand that America is under the judgment of God? People of God, if you are born again, you better pray for this nation. We better pray for our nation. The Bible says, watch and pray. And so instead of just getting ready to buy a pretty dress and buy a wig or get your hair done and look all fancy and all of this, no. Let us begin to concentrate on what Jesus went through with this last week before his death his burial, and his resurrection. Let's not just concentrate on the fact that he was resurrected, but let's remember the things that he did for your sins and mine before he got to the cross. He suffered brutally before he got to the cross. In the book of Luke, the Bible says that he was sweating in the garden and his sweat was like drops of blood. So we see, we can just imagine, and when you begin to search that out, you realize what kind of agony he's been through. He went through why his sweat would be like drops of blood. I mean, it is something else. Amen. So the disciples' response and Jesus' instruction should shape our response to Jesus' resurrection as well. What am I saying? We need to begin to learn how to worship God. We got to learn how to worship God. And you notice I didn't say praise because praise, when you praise, you're still in the flesh. But when you worship God, you remove yourself from the flesh into the spirit. And the Bible says those that come to God, they got to worship him in spirit and in truth. We got to worship God in spirit and in truth. So, and, and so when I, when I, when I look at this and, and when, because when they saw him, the, the Bible says that after his resurrection, they worship him. The disciples first response to the resurrected savior was not to work for him, but to worship him. You see people of God, just in case you did not know why you were created. Just in case you didn't understand what should take place after you say yes to Jesus. You and I, we were created to worship God. We were created to worship God. I'm going to say that one more time. We were all created to worship God. The Bible tells you about the book of Revelation, how the 24 elders drop on their knees and they threw their crowns because they were worshiping God. Glory be to God. And so I want to encourage you, you know, uh, uh, to, to begin to approach Resurrection Sunday to set aside some time for true worship in Jesus. Worship him. Sometimes in all the efforts leading to the resurrection, Christ Christians become so very so busy they are missing and, and engaging in other things other than worship. 
We cannot allow this to happen. We cannot stay in the flesh. We've got to get beyond the flesh. The Bible says the the, 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 the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Well, we got to put the flesh to, to death. And that's why we got to focus on the worshiping of Jesus Christ. Perhaps during this coming week, you could want you could want to center your daily bible reading on Christ's final week before the crucifixion all the way through to the resurrection that's what i want to share with anyone that will listen today what am i saying we need to you know people say okay they're preparing for lent what happened in brazil the people did this situation and what they call fat tuesday i don't understand and there's a lot of my catholic friends and a lot of other people they go out and they sin 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 and then they say okay now we're gonna we're gonna put ourselves on a on a on a, on a lenten season and we're gonna try to get ourselves ready that's not what people supposed to do that believe in Jesus Christ. That's not what people supposed to do that have given their life to Christ. You don't go out and sin and drink and get drunk and, and, and have orgies and all kinds of nonsense. And then, the, then Wednesday you go and you put some ashes on your forehead and you think God is pleased with that. Absolutely not. He is not pleased with that just in case. So for those of you that's been doing that, you need to stop it. Stop it. God is not pleased with that. Do you realize that the night do you go out before before you get you say you get your ashes on Wednesday, you could die that same night. You got to understand God is, you know, God is getting ready to bring judgment on this world and people better get it together. I know people don't like to hear certain things that I say, but I'm sorry, I'm just the messenger. So, what am I saying? As I close this message, I pray that you will not be so busy with the things of the world, but that you will sacrifice and you will spend time this week near the cross, draw near to your Savior and worship him and, and, and lay out some sacrifice and, you know, make a sacrifice of, of repentance and, and begin to concentrate on how you have sinned and how wicked you have been over and on and think about all that Jesus have done for you and I. Think about how he, he, he let your, your sins hang on his shoulders and he, your sins is hang on that cross. Think about all that happened that week. And just in case, I just got to drop this in. For those of you that never heard this before, I'm telling you now, Jesus did not die on a Friday. There is no way you can get 72 hours out of Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The Bible says just as Jonah was in the earth, Three in the belly of the fish, three days and three nights. So will the Son of Man be in the earth three days and three nights. So I just thought I'd drop that in because some of you may not have heard me say this before. So I just want to share that with you because Jesus did not die on a Friday. There's nothing good about Good Friday except that he was in the earth setting the captives free. Amen. So spend time this week. Witness to those that don't know Jesus Christ. Witness and, and, and instruct them, you know, like the, like, uh, uh, like the disciples was doing. They were witnessing. And so we need to be witnessing. The Bible says in, in, in Matthew 28, 18 to 19, it said, Go ye therefore. And so we got to be out there witnessing to people. Bring the gospel to, into all the world. But we shall receive. And then it says in Acts chapter 1 and 8, it says, But we shall receive power. Uh, uh, um, 
after the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witness unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and into and in Samaria and under the uttermost part of the world. So I'm trying to get you to understand while you are preparing for the resurrection Sunday, not Easter Sunday, for the resurrection Sunday. Don't waste your time and deal with some bunny rabbits and some Easter eggs and all of that foolishness. No, get your heart, get your heart in a place where you can be appreciative of what Jesus have done for you, how he suffered this, this week, how he suffered before he died on a Wednesday and was buried and was risen from the dead on Sunday morning. That's three days and three nights, just so you know. But again, you can search it out for yourself. You don't have to take my word. So what am I saying? There is no time like this week leading up to the resurrection for sharing the gospel. And I believe that Sunday in particular could be a significant moment for anyone that will listen to you, invite someone to you to, with you to go to church. Invite someone to hear the word of God. Tell them about your... The Bible says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. What was your testimony? What were you like before you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? What have he done for you since you became uh, a saved, since your name became was written into the Lamb's book of life? Tell somebody what Jesus have done for for you, and this way you will help them and point them to Jesus Christ. Before I close this message, I would like to make sure that we understand that our goodness cannot save us. Nothing, all the money in the world can save us. However, if you believe in Jesus Christ, the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you will be saved. So if you would like to right now, I don't know who you may be. This may be your first time hearing this woman of God speaking on this radio station. So let me share with you uh, how to become saved. Say, dear God, I am a sinner. And I'm in need of a savior. I believe that Jesus is your son. I believe that he died and you raised him from the dead three days later. And I'm asking Jesus right now to come and live in my heart. Jesus, I'm asking you to save me. I am turning away from my sins. I ask that you would forgive me for all of my sins. Oh, Jesus, I just thank you so much for saving me. And I'm asking you to fill me with your Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in another language. Lord Jesus, I thank you and I praise God. I bless you this evening, this morning in Jesus' name. And if you have said that prayer, you are well, willing, you're welcome to call me at the end of this broadcast, or you can call me, you know, anytime, and we will give you a Bible and we will help you with your new walk because now you have become a new creature in Christ. You have been translated from darkness into light. The angels are really having a big joyous time in heaven because your name has just been registered into the Lamb's book of life. Only if your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, you will be saved. You must be born twice in order to die once. I'll talk about that another time. However, if you have said that prayer and you believe, because a, a bunch of words will not save you. But if you have believed what you said, I hope that you will call me sooner or later. And now that you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, 
Tell somebody that you have been saved. Tell somebody that you gave your life to Jesus. Let somebody know that you are happy and now because they listen what Jesus did when he went to Calvary, he broke down the middle wall that separated us from God. So now the Bible says in Matthew, when he died on the cross, when he said it was finished, the veil was torn from top to bottom. Glory be to God. And so now we can come boldly to the throne of grace. Hebrews chapter uh, uh, 4 and verse 16. In other words, when Jesus went to that cross and he shed his blood and died on that cross, glory be to God, my God, my God. He now have given you access to God the Father. The Bible says that God is angry with the wicked every day. So if you're a wicked person, he's angry with you. However, he sent his son over 2,000 years ago to die on a cross, to shed his blood, and to let you know that you can come to him. And so today, I just want to encourage you to start reading the book of John if you have a Bible. And if you don't have a Bible, I would love to give you one. And remember, tell somebody what God has done for you. Tell somebody that now you are saved. Remember, God wants to save you. He wants to take care of you. And there's so much that comes with your salvation. And so for those of you that's been going to church and you're not even sure if you're saved, I hope you said that prayer because there's a lot of people that are churchgoers, but they're not saved. So there's no time better this week than to talk to somebody, re-engage people into knowing who Jesus is, help them to come to know that Jesus Christ loves them and that he went to the cross to save them. Amen. So like I say, you can invite your unsaved family to church and maybe they will say yes to Jesus. You can invite your neighbor. You can invite anyone that will come so they can see what it's like. And I pray that you will go to a church that's preaching the uncompromised word of God, a church that's not playing games, a church that's not going to tell you about Easter, but they're going to tell you about the truth of Jesus Christ. They're going to tell you that Jesus went to the cross. He went through a dramatic Oh, situation before he got to the cross. He suffered on the cross, but he also suffered before he got to the cross. So I just want to leave you with that. I love you. God bless you. And I pray that you will listen to us consistently in Jesus name. Amen.